0: About myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cammy. Hey, Cami.
1: Hey, Bryant. How are you?
0: I'm excellent. How's it going for you?
1: Fantastic. I feel like we're switched. Like, aren't we normally like you're on one side and I'm uh yeah, and, like, I, if, if you're on like the video, sides.
0: There we go. I fixed it. Yeah, there we go. That's the oh no. There. there we go.
1: <laughs> I liked it better.
0: Uh, <laughs> remember, fine. mysteries on YouTube. We get some nice views there, some love there, but also on um, almost all podcast podcast services through Pinecast. But take a look at our beautiful faces. I'm like completely shaved and my head's shaved and all my hair's on my back, but you can't see that. So, Cammie, we're talking about Bigfoot, right? Because that's the. No, no, that's not. We did that. Uh, <laughs> Bigfoot? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not <laughs> ready. <Hairy. laughs> Harry backs. Um yeah, No, gotcha. we, you know, mystery talks about lots of random topics. Um, we just recently talked about Khonshu, which I think was uh, kind of a classic mystery thing. This is an Egyptian god. Um, before that, we talked about Rasputin. So we were kind of, this is a little more on that line. He's a mythical figurine. We're talking about another person who is very real, but almost mythical in what they've done in life. And that's P.T. Barnum, which is a really good topic because this is kind of insane. So you might have seen a huge Jackman in the Greatest Showman film that was shoved down all of our throats a couple years ago. I heard it was good. I, I, I didn't see it. Did you see I it? I haven't seen it. of yeah. course.
1: I did want to watch it for this because sure. I wasn't sure how it's gonna like
0: what angle yeah. I was gonna use for the
1: story, and then I did not do that.
0: <laughs> well, pause the podcast if you're like dying to see that and and go watch it because this might affect <laughs> the movie because it's and pretty then, wild. Like,
1: Tell us about it in the comments.
0: Yes. Yeah. No, if you did see the movie, please, like, if, if you knew about Barnum before, I, I think that's a big deal because it, he's he's just wild. He's a wild character, and the movie definitely took some liberties there. So, as the show goes, Cammy's going to regale us with a story, and then we'll have that discussion afterwards that I'll lead. So, Cammy, regale away.
1: Okay. Absolutely. So, I used hoaxes.org, The Fiji Mermaid, and BarnumMuseum.org, and it's basically PT Barnum's museum's webpage. In the beginning, God created man, but did He stop there? This is what PT Barnum pondered as he waited to view the small parcel handled by one Dr. J. Griffin from the British Lyceum of Natural History. Surely, the strange man, who by accent one would question if he's even British, would have with him an even stranger prize. Barnum paced the room ever so lightly, picking up objects and putting them down, feigning interest in a copy of the daily paper. As the door to Griffin's office swung open, Barnum tossed the paper to the side and loudly said, hello. The doctor greeted him with less enthusiasm and walked him back to his rented office space. I know why you're here. Please have a seat. Barnum sat. the aura about him taking up more space than the man himself. A jovial smile danced about his lips. He had seen the creature before, but for the sake of the show, would others be fooled? This he must know. So wide-eyed and waiting, Barnum sat while the doctor shuffled about his desk. I just need to find the key. It was here a second ago. Around your neck. Excuse me? The key. It's around your neck. Oh, much obliged, Mr. Barnum. The doctor ripped the string from his neck and walked to his curio cabinet, which, which contained what appeared to be different specimens Barnum had only vague knowledge of. A stuffed, small, mammal-like creature with the bill of a duck caught his eye, but he said nothing. The doctor fumbled with a chest at the bottom of the cabinet. He pulled out a small package, wrapped in purple cloth, and there it was, in all its glory, the ugliest creature Barnum had ever seen. The head was shriveled, and the arms were frail, and appeared to be defending the creature, as though it had met a terrible end. The scales began about mid-body and tapered to a fishtail and fins, Surely they would be more like the ancient stories, beautiful and young, bathing on rocks. It's really ugly, the doctor looked up at Barnum. No, don't get me wrong, it's perfect. It's too ugly for people to question the authenticity. It's actually really perfect. Do you think this will work? The papers seemed interested at first, but they're not, they've not printed a word about mermaid in, mermaids in weeks, the doctor said. Leave that to me, Levi. I'm planting seeds, and soon they will grow into money trees for us both. Barnum left the office and headed straight to the nearest paper. He brought with him gloriously intricate wood carvings of mermaids. Beautiful women, topless, with the tails of fish, sunbathing on the rocks off the sea line. He lamented to the papers on the woes of not being able to procure the mermaid for his American museum and told them they could print the wood carving since he had no use for him for them. Every paper in New York printed the woodcuts the next day, along with stories of the specimen. That same day, the papers were distributed. Barnum let the press know that he had struck a deal with the doctor, and he was going to have exclusive rights for displaying the creature. You see, this was Barnum's trick all along. He bought the mermaid from a showman, and hired Levi Lyman to parade as a doctor of natural sciences with a stunning find. Even the British Lycium was a figment of Barnum's mind. And the public fell for it again, as they had so many times before. The lines that exhibit tripled the museum's daily revenue, and the deceit of an entire nation persisted. As Barnum said, many people are gullible, and we can expect this to continue.
0: Yeah, that was like his life in a nutshell. Many people are gullible. <laughs> and that, the Fiji Mermaid, that's a really good, I'd never heard of this before that's a really good way to start. That's almost like a mini podcast of itself. And, and I'll explain in a nutshell that is essentially like, a, it's a fake thing made to look like, uh, I uh, like a grotesque mermaid. So it's, it's tiny, um, has like a finished tail kind of thing, almost more like more, more fishy looking with a, a human esque head, usually humanoid kind of arms. um, there's a notable one that was made of paper mache uh, that was found. Um, and uh, like uh, in the 1800s, there was a captain who bought one from some Japanese sailors for like $6,000. Um, there was another account of an American whaler buying one in uh, Indonesia. So, like, it, it, obviously, this was, they looked real enough, but they were like paper mache. It's like
1: a taxidermy specialist. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, like, and sometimes they were just straight up made out of wood. Um, but yes, yeah, it was a taxidermied crazy thing, which, um, I, am sure happens more than we like think about, but yeah, he, so Barnum, he, incredibly intelligent, no matter what, a, a very smart person, no matter what you, you do feel about him. And, uh, the greatest showman is like, was a title that I think he gave himself. Most of the ones he did, um, and there's a great, there was this thing called the Barnum effect, which is also called the four effect or the Barnum four, which is, uh, a psychological phenomenon. This is straight from Wikipedia where you, you, you give high accuracy ratings where you're, but you're saying like, Oh, I foresee you're going to be thirsty later. And it's like, Oh, I am. I I was, I will be. So it's, he was really good at that kind of thing. And he was just good at like knowing and, and he was very empathetic, I I suppose. But
1: have you seen the movie, the mentalist?
0: No, but I'm very familiar with it. Yeah.
1: With with the movie. Mm -hmm. There's like two versions. Apparently, um, Candace and I saw the newer, one, but there's okay. like a, an older one. I might be thinking the older one. But that sort of reminds me of this guy who's just really good at picking up clues. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's that require. I mean, whether it's it's usually hokey, but it's, it's you you have to be kind of a smart person, high mo- emotional intelligence, um, for that sort of thing. And Barnum was, and he was also very um, entrepreneurial. Um, from an early age, he had to be his um, his his he was like more, the the primary caretaker for his family, big family. And from an early age, I mean, he, he didn't want to, like, work. I mean, he wanted to, like, create <laughs> his own business, and he wanted to make it big. I mean, he, he had several businesses, um, general store, book auctioning, real estate, speculation, statewide lottery network. Um, it, he had a, a, a weekly newspaper in, in 1829. Um, mind you, he was born in 1810. So in uh, when he was 19, he had a, a newspaper already and was doing um, editorials that had libel suits. I mean, he was a very bold and brash guy and yeah. So he was he was born in 1810 he lived until 1891 he was 80 years old uh, when he passed away um, and he was, he was from born and died in Connecticut and that's where he served later um, in office in 1866 um, where he his effects uh, his imprint still left today um, in politics as well as what he did for like the circus and stuff like that but yeah he so before the 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 full P.T. Barnum and Bailey stuff because that happened quite late. Um, he he did have tons of like um, he was a, a, a the owner of the Manhattan-based American Museum and he he was a, um, I'm trying to think of like the word for it. He, he didn't necessarily have a carnival, but he was like a, a showman in that he would people with um, what you know what we might call um, disfigurations, special conditions, lots of people who uh, there was. Um, uh, a man who, you know, who had stopped aging very prematurely. So he, but he was an, uh, he was an adult. And um, so the, uh, J- Charles Sherwood Stratton also called his stage name was General Tom Thumb. Um, he became, he got great fame in the circus under Barnum and he he uh, had these conditions and afflictions and, and Barnum would gather up people like that and show them off. I mean, it's, it's sort of, you know, bearded lady stuff, you know, that, that was what he did. And he would charge you, um, now fifty cents for you to walk in and take a look and people ate it up um, but he uh, man it's wild so one big thing he did was there was like a woman who I, I believe she was a former slave he she, w- declared that she was like a caretaker to George Washington so she would have been like one hundred and sixty years old um Joyce Heth that's who it is Joyce Heth um, according to Britannica yeah there
1: was some discussion on whether Barnum um actually bought her whether she was like a slave to him Mm -hmm. or if she wasn't well
0: and that's this is where some of the controversy comes in so i'll I'll skip a little head um barnum was always involved in politics he was always involved in sort of the networking of it whether he was like a political figure himself or whether he was a politician he was always kind of a political figure um he later in life um he did acknowledge while while he he did fight for abolition he was also a uh, um Part of the temperance movement, um, you know, no alcohol. Uh, while while he, he did fight for abolition, um, he, uh, he did own slaves. He, he acknowledged this. Um, and he's quoted as saying, I whipped my slaves. I ought to have been whipped a thousand times for this myself. But then I was a Democrat, one of those nondescript Democrats who are northern men with southern principles. So I thought that was really interesting. He was very much in tune with this. I mean, this would have been a really tumultuous time, and so mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm interested. But yeah, it's um, it's interesting. Uh, he he was a mayor of Connecticut. Um, he improved water supply, gas lighting to streets, uh, in, enforcing liquor and prostitution laws. Um, he founded a hospital in 1878. Was the first president. Um, it, it's it's funny. There's a whole section um, in Wikipedia called "profitable philanthropy," and that that was what he publicly called it. He he was a profitable philanthropist, and it's sort of interesting because that's sort of you can't really be a philanthropist unless you are Bill Gates rich, you know. Um, but right. someone like Bill Gates has done a lot to improve the world condition so it's it's he's he's uh, that's the best thing I can kind of say I, I don't know what his net worth really was um but he he was quite wealthy and he he did do a lot of philanthropic things um he he said that uh the incentive to do good works will be twice as strong if there was a you know profit and drive it it, it was it was early america it was it was weird i so it's just funny that
1: seems like a really American sentiment
0: it truly is like he he is a quintessential 19th century American like I you know we think of like Rockefeller and then later Ford and it, this is like a different breed I feel almost this is this is like right in that level but this is really different because he he didn't like he didn't exploit you know like like it wasn't about cars or about railroads it, it, he didn't like monopolize anything other than culture in a way and and people and gullibility and like you said he did do a lot in, in in the political game i don't know i can't remember off the top of my head if ford or rockefeller were like politicians if they actually ran for office like um like Barnum did. He, he was in the, he was a member of the Connecticut house of representatives, um, in office from 66 to 69. So he, he did truly hold office. Um, so yeah, really interesting, but it, it's wild. I, i I was looking one way to kind of see some good opinions or some interesting opinions. is just Google, you know, is PT Barnum good or bad? And there was like one article that, um, from the rap written by a, uh, someone who works with PETA, um, not happy. I mean, you know, human exploitation, animal cruelty. Eventually the circus, you know, was shut down. I think that was 20. I was, that was relatively recent, like last 10 years, I want to say. But, uh, he, he, he like engineered to, I mean, he, um, Barnum came up with ways to like, like with tools to abuse the animals, to get them, to train them, you know, the like right. shock them into, to submission, that kind of thing. But again, he, he did a whole bunch. So it, it's, it's tough. Um, And I, I, I don't know. It's wild. He was a prolific writer. He wrote about himself. He, he, he was so good at promoting himself and, and letting you know that he was doing good. And and I mean, he, he did admit he had slaves and he, he he got in front of a lot of the issues. He was just an enigmatic person. And it's, it's really hard to judge him other than just to, to certainly say he was an extreme, like tour de force of this time, very influential. Like it's wild. It's absolutely wild. Um, but, but one thing just kind of say, he did the, – the, the circus itself didn't start until he was in his 60s. So, like, he did do the showman thing. He did have the American Museum. He did utilize the museum to show a lot of things. But the the actual, like, circus with the animals didn't come until much later. So it's weird. The showman movie, I think, is – where it takes place, he would have been, like, 60. And Huge Jackman is not – not 60. A lot younger. Uh, looks at it anyway. So, yeah. Um, he was a great politician because he had no problem with, with lying and using hoaxes and uh, exaggerating. And like they called him, um, he was called the Prince of Humbugs. Um, he, he totally just went out there with, with tons of stuff. And I, I don't know. I, I, I wonder how, um, how the political structure of that time was, if this was the norm, if politicians were already like known for being horrible liars, or or if he really helped revolutionize and <laughs> pave the way for that but um yeah, I, it's wild. I I was blown away by, by reading this. Um, Britannica had a really fun write-up. Um, Wikipedia's, of course, was great as well. But um, History.com had a, a bunch on it, too. I think The, the Greatest Showman really like bumped up because that's where a lot of the discussion came from. Is he good? Is he bad? I mean, he, he has left his imprint all over the United States. Um, he helped popularize um, opera. He, he paid uh, a, a woman from Nova Scotia um a thousand bucks a day for several weeks to tour uh it, it totally helped make it boom like he 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 personally like drived that made that drive i don't know how he, if he made money kind of off of it but he he pushed that to happen he was directly responsible i think it's because he loved it so it's kind of interesting to see it's absolutely wild what cammy this was your idea what made you think about it
1: uh, I, it just popped into my head. Really? really was that it? Sure. Yeah. Cause when I was a kid, like I used to watch this show, it was like, Ro- you know, how Robert Ripley had the Ripley's believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was his name, Robert.
0: I can't remember. Um, yeah. I know Ripley. Yeah.
1: So they talked about a, a lot of stuff. And so I've always been kind of like fascinated with these oddities, these things that we know aren't real, or maybe even some things that are real. And we just, you know, we have stories about yeah. them though, that make them even like larger than what they are. And uh, literally just talking to you, it popped into my that's head. That's cool.
0: I, I, that is certainly sums it up. I mean, it, it's it's interesting. There's so much about him that is true, and it just doesn't seem like it is. But he he did.
1: I, I um. I've never really liked him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like
1: can. I I always thought he was like a bad person who happened to sometimes do good things. Sure. That's, that's kind of how I, I can saw, see that. I've always seen him, but he's so fascinating. I mean. So, like, you can still not like somebody but be fast. Yeah, absolutely. By That's I mean, he's he's impactful. Sort of things that they've done.
0: Um, I, he's he's impactful, and I think you know if we do measure like what is good and what is bad, he he is, he certainly has done good and has certainly done bad. I mean, it, it is he did things good and bad, a hundred percent, very impactful. Um. It's interesting to see how, you know, if we can, like, weigh the scales, uh, Egyptian um, God style. I don't know how <laughs> – that, that's really tough. Um, I don't know how that's going to go down. I'm, I'm sure they're still, like, trying to, like, work it out. And I'm sure he's going to, like, BS his way through that. So uh, that's – but it's wild, yeah. And I just – it was wild reading this and then and having, like I said, The Greatest Showman. I just remember that being everywhere and being shoved down your my face. And um, so, like, having that presentation of it, like – and then Breeding, and you're like, oh, okay.
1: Wait, so you did see the movie? I did
0: not, but I, it was just oh, shoved okay. in your face. I remember the the commercials and trailers. You know, I, this was, I, 2017 is when it came out. Kinley was watching, you know, we were watching like um, the animated films like Sing and, gosh, what else? We were, you know, Frozen-style stuff, Disney stuff. And those trailers would be part of it, and so it would be like the greatest just show. The greatest, so over greatest, the top yeah, or whatever. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I got it. And I didn't even realize uh, that was Barnum that was supposed to be Barnum in that. I thought it was just going to be about, like, a fictional kind of character. But no, they're just, well, it's Barnum, you know, 40 years earlier, and he's not doing bad stuff, and no politics, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, really interesting. So I hope uh, if we didn't ruin the film for you, if you were hoping to see The Greatest Showman completely. Well, we don't know if we ruined it or not, because we haven't seen it. Yeah, apparently (laughs) it was well-received in general. Very um, typical movie, uh, musical, musical movie style, so...
1: Uh, one thing that Bryant and I saw through research that I thought was really interesting is, um, and this has been in the news recently, Griswold versus Connecticut. The oh yes, birth I'm control decision. Yeah, uh, was uh, basically started by Barnum. He's the one that um, challenged people's rights to. He was on the wrong side of this issue. He right. didn't want people to have birth control. Yep. But it was his influence yeah. that then took this to. Uh, trial.
0: I was really like surprised to see that he was part of the temperance movement. Yet he was such a like. I don't know. I feel like he. I, I'm just like, why didn't you sell alcohol? I, I don't. I, I just, right. like. I, that's if he was born you like. Would
1: think. If he
0: was born like 30 years later, he would have been like. Well, he legging. had all the
1: cocaine he wanted, so I know. <laughs> he didn't need to sell alcohol. I just felt
0: like he would have been like the biggest bootlegger if it had been like 30 plus years later. So really right, wild. Yeah. Really, just.
1: It was definitely a missed insane. opportunity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, that's excellent. Cami. thanks so much for thinking of this topic and bringing your story. Uh, please look up some of this stuff, too. You've got to look up like the Fiji Mermaid um, diagrams, pictures, the things that people made. It's It's really worth looking at and uh of course you know for the show if you have any suggestions on what we should talk about let us know mystery that's a myth story one word with an ie at the end at gmail is a great way to get in touch with us we've got our facebook group Uh, if you think we needed to add something here let us know you can comment or just just directly let us know and i can always add some stuff to the show notes i think that's it cammy do you got anything else
1: no, that's it.
0: All right, everyone. Well, we're uh, we're we're three in since we came back, and we're gonna keep going. I I hope so. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.